All right, well, welcome back to the Care Team Podcast, episode 82. Uh, today's date is 7 April, and our go-to verse is Romans 12, 2, change your mind, change your life. And today our topic is, uh, uh, we've had a pretty uh, pretty tough couple weeks here, but before we get into our topic of grief and mourning, uh, we just kind of want to have our, our typical slow start, so or uh, soft start, excuse me, not slow start. <laughs> have, have a soft Sometimes soft, it's both. Yeah, sometimes it is both. <laughs> but... Uh, as we dive in today, though, uh, I've got a couple uh, get-to-know-you questions. We've also got a guest, uh, Carl. Uh, he may or may not do much speaking, if you know, kind of whatever you want to do. Good to be so, here, guys. Thank <laughs> you. So glad to have you here. All right, so we just figured since we have a guest, we'd do some get-to-know-you stuff. Sounds so, good. So the first question I have is, uh, what is something that people think that makes them look cool but actually makes them look ridiculous? Podcast headphones. Podcast headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Skinny jeans. Skinny jeans. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. You know, I, I remember back in the 90s, there was a group called Crisscross, and mm. everybody would wear their clothes backwards. It oh, was yeah. so dysfunctional. Like, you had to go to the bathroom, and you're like, take care of this right now. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. For those so, that can't see, he was trying to demonstrate that. Just unzipping now, so. behind your back. Yeah. yeah. So If we're going to stay on the theme of clothes, I would say, like, buttoning all the way up. Mm. Yeah. Top yeah. and without a tie. Yeah. Mm. Like, okay. It's good. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Question two. What animal would be the most terrifying if it could speak? Worry. I, I don't know. I mean, well, like, snakes are terrifying. If they could talk to me, it would probably be yeah. triple terrifying. I don't know. There, there's a recorded version of that happening, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And it didn't turn out well, so you're right. See, that I'm saying. Genesis 3. <laughs> I, I was thinking about an octopus. Like, that would just be weird to be like, you know, he's like talking to you. It's got all these like stingers and stuff like that or whatever. Or whatever you know. I was thinking the family dog. I don't think I want to know what he really <laughs> thinks of oh, our family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll go with a chinchilla. I think it would be yeah. talk super fast <laughs> and just all over the place. I like that one. That is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, what movie uh, sequel? Would, what would be the worst movie sequel ever made if, if they did make it? I got, a, I got a good one here. Go ahead. Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. <laughs> Seven Cents. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I was yeah. thinking uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Like it just ended weird, and I don't know how you could ever. Yeah. Redeem one of those that. was enough. I, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't have one. I'd, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Worst, what's the worst pickup line you've ever heard or you've ever heard or dished out? I got one because it worked and it's scary. Oh. So uh, uncle on my wife's side a few years ago remarried. They're listening to this. Hello. Uh, he went to a club and he met a woman from Hungary. And so he realized she had an accent. And he said, where are you from? She said, I'm from Hungary. He said, I'm hungry all the time. They're married now. That actually worked. <laughs> oh, that worked. My gosh. <laughs> uh, so one of my favorite comedians, Tim, Tim Hawkins, uh, he also tours with uh, Bob Smiley. And I, I, I'm probably going to butcher this. So, Bob, if you're listening, you're probably not. But if you are, uh, I apologize for butchering your joke. But he goes, he goes, uh, go up to a girl and, and somewhere and say, is your name Eve? And be like, no, my name's not Eve. Why? And because, because I believe that rib of yours belongs to me. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow. I don't know don't, how people ever get together. <laughs> don't ever use that one. Carl, you got one? I, yeah. I, I got one. So I was dating this girl, 
and uh, we were playing pool, and we were playing on the same team. And so every time we get a ball close to the hole, I would leave it for her to hit in. Yeah. And so she started just hitting all these balls in, and she's like, you're just trying to do this to make me look good. And I said, you don't need any help on that. Oh, Ooh. that's good. That's and, good. and she married me. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Awesome. awesome. That's great. Yeah. Well, as we, uh, as we dive into today's topic, again, um, today's topic is a little bit heavy. And uh, if, if you're familiar, if you're from the area, from southern Indiana, uh, northern Kentucky, around Louisville, Kentucky area, uh, you're probably familiar with some of the uh, events recently uh, in our area. And uh, it's just kind of, t- it, it's, it's created us, or it's, it's caused us in our hearts to really reflect on, um, you know, meeting people where they are and, and, and uh, understanding, you know, the pain that they, they go through when they, when they lose someone. Uh, to bring our listeners up to speed, we had uh, a, one person uh, shot and killed a couple weeks ago in New Albany, which is where our church is. Uh, right up the road about a week ago, we had someone else shot and killed. And then yesterday we had a double homicide uh, uh, that started on the other side of town in New Albany, but then it, it ended right down the, the, the road from our church. So uh, so we just want to take this moment to to just talk about grief and mourning and and, and how we can do that, uh, how we can navigate through that uh, well. And, and even with that, you know, like when uh, there, there was a family I was talking to where they were still trying to process through grief and then trauma, uh, traumatic event happened on top of that. And so it's like, you know, you're trying to navigate through grief, but then trauma happens and then how that impacts you. Yeah. Season. So we were talking at the, top getting ready for the podcast and we've done um, one or two other podcasts with grief at least as part of the topic and so I just encourage you as you're if you're listening there's some other um, resources that we've got Um, so I'm not going to rehash everything we've done we talked about before the stages of grief etc and I I think the point today is really um, for me is really allowing yourself to grieve and taking that time to grieve you know most of us are familiar with um John eleven thirty five, usually because it's in a trivia game and someone asks what's the shortest scripture, you know, shortest verse, and it's Jesus wept. But I think more importantly is that Jesus wept. Um, and Jesus wept uh, for his friend who passed away that he knew he was going to bring back to life. I tell people that all the time. Like, not only did he, did he you know, cry and felt mourning and loss, but he felt that even knowing what he was about to do and what was going to happen. And so why do we think we're any better and we shouldn't go through that and feel that and express that? You know, I, I tell you, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. Uh, we're built that way. We're meant to do that. It's a way to release that negative energy. It's a way to bond to the people around us. It's a way to be really honest. And when we're in those vulnerable moments, I think we're even closer to God, that we kind of recognize our finiteness and his infiniteness more. And so I just want to encourage people that are listening um, we're conditioned in a lot of ways to not mourn, to not cry, to not show weakness, to not show vulnerability. But that is uh, the opposite of everything. You know, yeah. it, it, Jesus wept. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because one of the things I was looking here uh, getting ready was uh, in the Baker Encyclopedia of Psychology and Counseling. Uh, it's a Christian psychology counseling book. Um, anyways, uh, one of the things they noted here uh, uh that a, a lot of people uh, like this uh, sentence here. It says, while grieving is painful, it's to be viewed as a healthy response, for without it, complete emotional recovery is not possible. Amen. And so I know I know Tom and I, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, uh, either people we know personally or people we've worked with who just aren't grieving well, 
and how that's uh, that 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 grief is is being suppressed, and then it, it oftentimes transitions to things like depression. Then you have like long term uh, uh, psychological effects. You know, if you're not Absolutely. processing through that well. So, uh, but yeah, to you know, another thing I liked about what you mentioned was just like scripture, and there's there's just so much scripture about you know grief and 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 uh, just to understand that you know. Yes, we have an Old Testament, New Testament, but our God is immutable, meaning he does not change. Mm-hmm. And so, like, one of the things uh, I love is Psalm thirty-four, eighteen: The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. And so just to understand that, that God is near, God is God is here, God is now, God is closer than what we can imagine. You know, we, we want to come alongside you and your family and your friends, you know, during these times. Uh, but the, the, the best news, the better news, the good news, the, the only solution is Christ-centered uh, solutions and, and getting connected to to his healing. Yeah, yeah. I was just counseling with somebody today and was glad to hear that he does have close friends and people that he can get real with. Because as we were talking, I could just kind of hear and see the emotion right behind the eyes. Uh, he's got a family member who's really struggling. He feels very powerless to help that person. He's grieving that inability to really be of of help. And you know, he doesn't know me. And so I'm not expecting him to necessarily break down and and ball in front of me. And yet we need that release and we need that ability. So, Mm -hmm. you know, our our podcasts aren't long and we can't give you all the ins and outs. But I just encourage you, if you don't have a community, get in a life group. Go visit your local church if you're not from around here and visit a pastor. Find someone to connect with. Get in that relationship so that you can trust. Because we have to have those safe people in our life with whom we can emote and be real and yeah. be raw. And and I really do believe that um, you read that scripture that, that the Lord is always close, but there's something about those tender moments where we feel the Lord's presence so much. And, and, and I've said this to a lot of folks that I've counseled over the years, there's a bittersweetness to grief because I think we do feel that connection in some ways even stronger in those moments. And it's just like the Lord to be able to bring something good out of something that feels so bad. And sometimes that connection and that sense of, of interconnectedness with other people uh, is so important and so strong. And so that can be a positive that comes out of that pain of that grief. Yeah. Um, you know, as mentioned at the top of the uh, the episode, we have a, uh, a guest here. And Carl, uh, can you just tell, if you don't mind me asking you, uh, you know, where, uh, where is your home church? Uh uh, you know, uh, where are you located at, what you, what you do and, and, um, what are your, you know, when someone comes in to, uh, to talk to you about, about grief or they're, they're struggling through a, a season of grief, how do you, how, how has God gifted you to, to equip them and to come alongside them and to help them heal? Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, my name is Carl Williams. I'm a pastor at the Experience Community Church and that's in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, which is a suburb of Nashville. And so, yeah, as being the life groups pastor, definitely about community. And I do counsel with people as well. And so whenever people are coming into my office or even any of our pastor's office for any type of counseling, we definitely always have that question of, are you connected into a life group? Because I know that if they're connected in with those people closely, they might not even ever come see a pastor because they have those Christian godly relationships that help them through those things before we would ever even know it. You know, and that's the thing where in helping them, it's me trying to plug them into community, even going through the counseling process, I get them invited into, if you're not in a group, let me help you get into a group because you need this. Yeah. You should not go through this alone. There's that human component that you're talking about that we have to do this in the midst of other people. And not everybody has great family relationships. Yep. 
And if you don't, I, I mean, I can't even imagine. Right. Yeah. yeah. Lori, you're, uh, you're, we were joking about this earlier today. You're the long timer here, been around Northside a long time, been plugged into the community. Talk a little bit about that sort of, sort of real world. And what I mean is, you know, you've gone through things and you can be as detailed or not detailed as you want, but walking through that with people, you know, and trust and people in your church community. Um, well, just kind of listening to you guys and, and thinking about grief and, and when you don't grieve, it, it turns into depression. And, you know, it makes me think about how I've handled things in my life and how people that I've tried to walk through. And it made me realize that, that grieving is an active process. Mm. Like you sure. have you have to do the work. And if you don't, and if you try to ignore it or you don't take the steps, you don't reach out to friends, you don't rely on God, you're going to end up depressed or worse. And you're, you're, not, you're not actively dealing with what's happening. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's just my thought, you know, if you, if you don't take steps to walk through, even if you, you don't, don't think you can, you don't have the energy, you rely on the people around you to help carry you through that. You rely on God until you can take those steps. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we've talked about this before and maybe more than once, but uh, a program that many churches have that we offer here, we offer grief share. And uh, we right now are currently running two different 13 week um, cycles of that a year. And we're going to add a third back. And we were talking about another church that may be adding a group and how we might be able to go back and forth. And I think what just struck me about that is how universal grief is. Now mm-hmm. we don't all, all necessarily look the same as we're going through grief. We don't all go through the stages of grief at the same rate or the same way. But what binds us is that we all grieve we all will grieve at some point in our life, whether we believe that or not, if we haven't at this point. And we grieve various things. We grieve, obviously, loss of loved ones through death. But I talked earlier about that that realization that I'm maybe powerless in a situation and grieving that or grieving a season that has changed in my life. You know, I know I'm going to be 47 this year. I see how things are changing in my body and, how, you know, those are things we have to grieve and get real with and, and say goodbye to. So grief isn't always just surrounding death, but it is a form of loss, and it is a way that we process through loss. And I know Tommy um, was talking, and I, you know he's trained in this area. I want him to talk a little bit about there's grief, and then there's sort of trauma. And, and when he mentioned some of the murders and the things that have happened lately, you know, there is grief associated with that, but it's spiked with this traumatic event, with this trauma. And so it gets harder and more complicated in some ways to, to walk through that grieving process. Could you talk about that a little bit, Tommy? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the trauma can be, and uh, and I'm, I'm so grateful for, for all of the, the folks that we partner with in the area. Uh, you know, I, I know we haven't had a long chance to talk with Carl, but uh, but we, we, we work routinely with other uh, Christian counselors in the area, and some of them are like, that is one of their primary focuses is, is uh, or uh, areas of, of, of focus is with trauma. And, uh, you know, one of their, their key areas that they really uh, excel at and they're gifted at. And so it's because there's so much stuff that's coming out with trauma right now between like brain health and impacting, you know, uh, uh, mental health and effects and things. But uh, one of the, uh, a really brief definition I, I love here, it's uh, trauma is a physical or emotional injury which causes negative psychological effects. And so what we're thinking about is like, um, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to separate trauma from grief. And, and this is something that can can play out, um, you know, 
many years after, uh, and, and you may not have even realized in the moment it was trauma. So uh, a, a good illustration or, or an example would be with children and, and childhood trauma. Like they don't even realize what happened until, you know, they, they, they fast forward 10, 15 years and they start having these memories or they, they start having these uh, these uh, yeah memories come back in the, in the shape of dreams or they come back and it's actually, uh, they're very uh, aware of what happened. And so, uh, and sometimes that happens, but then also too, that there's, uh, when you, when you have things like trauma that uh, oftentimes if we don't, if we don't manage that, if we don't address that, if we don't uh, be, to use your word, uh, Lori, intentional about that, we can start developing other mechanisms to kind of cope with that. And when you have a lifetime of coping mechanisms from birth on, I mean, it, you know, if you have years and years of, of doing this, it, it may not seem like abnormal to you. So now you're trying to establish relationships or you're trying to be a parent or you're trying to, you know, uh, date someone or whatever. And it's like, and, and it's trying to figure out why do I act this way? And it's like, well, because you have 20 years of coping mechanisms in relation to a traumatic event that happened when you were five. Absolutely. So just understanding the long-term effects of that. And, and, and with that too, uh, whether it be grief or trauma, one of the, one of the best things you can do is to definitely um, have conversations and have people in your life where you can have safe conversations because uh, it's so important to be intentional about working that out. And so there's a lot of you know great opportunities to do that, whether one-on-one with a counselor or uh, a support group, but but definitely having those conversations and, and just taking it one step at a time too because, you know, some of these th- these memories can be painful. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, you know, I one of the areas of my life as a veteran, as a combat veteran, you know, just – having 35, you know, soldiers in our unit over the course of 12 months be killed, you know, it was just a lot. And I know that that's more than some other people, that's less than others, but that was traumatic. Absolutely. Well, and, and maybe speak to this from your own personal experience then, Tommy, but when I think about trauma and people that I've helped, and again, trauma is not necessarily an area of specialty for me, but certainly in the 20-some years I've been counseling yeah. people, I've come across this often. If trauma is not dealt with, and and since we're talking about grief today, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay specific to that. Yeah. But if if you don't deal with the trauma, you can't really grieve properly. Yep. In other words, I kind of look at it like if if I have been injured in a car accident, I'm not starting rehab first. I'm going to the emergency room first. I'm gonna have surgery, and then I'm gonna go to rehab. And grieving is sort of that rehab piece. So if if you have experienced trauma and you're in trauma. That is that is acute. That mm-hmm. needs to be addressed first and foremost with a specialist, with with a professional. Um, there may there may be long term treatment for that. It may not be. It may include medication. It may simply be some meetings, uh, some prayer things. It, it's it doesn't look the same for everybody. But I think what is the same is that if that's not dealt with first, you can't get to the proper grieving yeah. process. You know, I I think back to. Uh, you know, again, there were, there were veterans who saw a lot more than I did, a lot less than I did. Uh, my my last deployment was less than ten years ago, and so, but I mean, it was coming up on ten years, and it's like I, uh, you know, I, every now and then I still have a nightmare, you know, and I wake up and I'm like, what? No, that that's that's not real, you know. But my heart is racing, and I, I can take back and I have these memories, um, you know. So, uh, but uh, but as, as we as we look forward to solutions, though, like we we just want to encourage you that uh, if you're ever, you know concerned or if you're if you're navigating through a season that that's challenging uh you know i i love what tom says i, I think i think you told me this like years ago was uh uh before i even came on staff was like it's okay to not be okay you know and so and and, and that's okay i mean 
you know, as, as someone, uh, I'll tell you, I mean, I tell people in counseling all the time, I go to see uh, a counselor every four to five weeks. You know, I know, I know Nate's talked about from the stage and just, uh, it, it, there's a lot of value in, in seeking out assistance. And even when you think you're, you're good, I mean, it's like, because things like, uh, traumatic effects can have long-term or excuse me, traumatic events can have long-term effects. Yeah. It's still important to, even when you think you're good to understand there's still maintenance to be done. That's good. And, uh, so I just want to encourage you to reach yeah. out and we have a lot of ways that people can get connected. Yeah. But I know we're going to be winding up here. want to, want to give a chance to Carl and, and Lori to kind of last thoughts or final thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. as we wrap up and Carl, it's been great to have you sit in today. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. yeah. Yeah, so definitely, we t- I mean, we talked about the the tangible of having other people in our lives that we can be real and genuine with, especially with grief, right? Um, but there's also that component with the spiritual aspect that blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Mm-hmm. I think we remember that, that God wants to be there with us through this, that we don't go through this alone, both from a human perspective and from a spiritual perspective with God. So it's just important. Yeah, it's good. Um, I think for me, just thinking back, of people I've known who have gone through grief or just myself is that everybody grieves differently. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people can be judgmental. You know, I, I knew someone at one point in my life who lost someone very important to them in a, a tragic death. And they just, you know, people, people kind of said, Oh, well, they're taking a really long time to get over this or to get through this. And you can't, you can't judge that everyone deals with things differently. They walk through things differently. And I, th- I think the judgment that comes with that sometimes is, is frustrating for me. That's good. Yeah. I, I was uh, working with a couple not too long ago and um, uh, one of them was saying to the other one, it's like, why are you not over this yet? And it had literally been less than a month, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and it was a, you know, it was a long-term health situation and this person, you know, was struggling with their health for a while and they did a lot for this particular person to help them along the way. And it was just, you know, one person telling the other, like, why are you not over this yet? I'm like, guys, like, you know, this could take a long time. You know, right. uh, I, I know Tom, like at one point you said that um, something you'd seen where it said, a, what was it like uh, uh, the average recovery time is like two years. Yeah. And, and that, that means that maybe it's less than two years. Maybe it's a lot longer than two years, right. but just understand that it can take time and, uh, and to, to give yourself a little bit of a, a, a breathing, you know, just, just encourage people to breathe. Uh, with that. But as far as like, you know, resources, uh, myself and Tom, we're both the pastoral counselors on staff here. We would love to meet with you. Uh, we have a pastor on call 24 seven, 365. Um, if you call Christmas morning while people are opening up gifts, like you will call and you can get in touch with the pastor. Uh, it's 812-945-8704. Uh, we also have, so we, we offer counseling. We have, we have grief counseling. We also have celebrate recovery, which is for anyone with a hurt habit or hang up. And Celebrate Recovery, um, you know, our friend Carl here, he, uh, they actually have Celebrate Recovery at their church in Tennessee. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, you can go to any of these different locations if you have a hurt, habit, or hang-up. But we can also get you connected with uh, counselors in the area. I know that there's uh, one, or actually a couple counselors. We've talked to you recently, Tom and I have, uh, just some of the new techniques coming out to help people navigate through, uh, to identify the trauma, to understand the trauma, and to navigate through to, to find a Christ-centered solution. So... You know, we can help subsidize that as well. Absolutely. But uh, but as we wrap up, uh, we, you know, we're always minded. And uh, I love how Tom says, you know, pr- prayer is primary. Uh, so would you mind praying us out? I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. Well, Heavenly Father, um, we come um, today with, with heavy hearts for the losses that we've um, experienced as a community, but specifically to the families that have lost loved ones, especially in such a violent manner. Lord, we just 
pray your peace that passes understanding into their lives. Lord, that they do have support groups and healing, people they can talk to, um, that they have, um, I, I, I hope, first and foremost, Lord, a relationship with you. And if they don't, Amen. we would love to help to foster that relationship. Lord, I want to thank you for Carl and, and his great input today and the fact that we hadn't even planned originally for him <laughs> to be a part of this, but yeah. one of those things that you bring about, Lord, we call them happy accidents, um, a great thing. And, and thank you for our team here and um, just their hearts for serving you and serving your people. Lord, as always, we pray for everybody in earshot of this, just that they are well, uh, that they have love and they have you in their life. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to serve you and to uh, come to people through a podcast. Bless everyone. Bless this day that you've made. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks again, Carl, for coming on. Yeah, uh, we, we are so glad, glad to have you here. Uh, but don't forget, you can catch this episode or others at 7 a.m. on Thursday mornings on Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Facebook, or YouTube. And you can always go to mynorshaw.com slash care for additional resources. We love you guys, and we'll catch you next week.